You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With actors in over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the globe, we are your online fitness platform to help you marry your journey in a career in theater with a journey in fitness. So if you need help training like the actor athlete that you are, go to builtforthestage.com. And we'll be on our way with a seven-day free trial where we'll work one-on-one on an interactive fitness app, builtforthestage.com. All right, let's get on to our special guest. So over in London about a month ago, got to see a uh, show that was near and dear to my heart as always. You know, a typical theater kid story where you do Les Mis in like high school or maybe you do it in uh, – community theater or if you're as old as me you watched um like Lea Salonga doing the special concert um you know if if you're growing up in my era Les Mis most likely was a very special show to you um so I loved being able to finally go see uh, Les Mis in London and I got connected with a couple of the cast members uh, one of them being our guest today, who's in the ensemble, and they also understudy Fontaine. Really excited to meet our guest and for you to meet our guest. Please welcome to the podcast, Natalie Chua. Hey, Natalie. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it is Friday, and I believe in London it's 4 p.m. right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, 4 p.m. And we're getting ready. We're, we're getting ready pretty soon for the evening show tonight. What is it like to be in such an iconic show as Les Mis? Um, it's a dream come true. Um, I was, again, a typical musical theatre kid that came to see the show and looked up to actresses like Lea Salonga and wanted to be just like them. Um, so to be in the show and be playing on stage in such an iconic set um, is yeah a dream come true. I, I pinch myself every day. It's one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, and just about a little under a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, you made your Fontaine debut. What was it like being on the stage, like 
as a kid, just going crazy about this show. And now, wow, you are on a West End stage as Fontaine, like pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it was amazing and and a whirlwind. Um, The moment that I got to stop and and really let it sink in was uh, just before I dreamed a dream, you're left on stage and it's just you and no one else, everyone's left. And you're looking upstage, so to the back of the stage and you know the audience is behind you. And when you turn around, you know that they're looking at you and no one else. And that for me was like a real big, like, this is it, Natalie. This is mm. this is what you've worked so hard for. Um, so yeah, and that was pretty were, cool. Were you able to live in the moment and enjoy it? Or were you just like so caught up in like, this is the moment and yeah were you able to kind of step back and and take it in or was it a blur how was that first time being up there it was a blur the first time that you go on uh, especially when you're an understudy it's always a blur the first show is always going to be a blur um but you enjoy it the adrenaline kicks in and i think that's probably what happens is that the adrenaline just carries you through and you just let everything happen to you um uh, the second show is a lot more aware but yeah the first show it was just you're just on a cloud really um and it's yeah it's just amazing it's the, it's one of the most incredible feelings um i think i will yeah. ever feel in my life amazing oh very cool wait let's let's get into that more so when you was this scheduled or did you get the call kind of suddenly that you were going to be going on did you so, know you were going to be going on? I was meant to go on. I knew I was going on the day after. So it was a, a day early um, when yeah. I went on. Um, so I felt quite prepared, but just a bit more like, oh, I was expecting this tomorrow, not today. Sure, but I was sure. really lucky because yeah, yeah. it was Thursday and we had uh, two shows that Thursday. So I got the matinee and the evening. So I've got to do it twice. Um, which I was really grateful for. And so it, it felt like a nice start to a, a run of a weekend of shows. Amazing. And and Les Mis is what? Tw- what did I see? 29, 39 years? What, how long has it been going on? Uh, 37, I think. 37, 37. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Really 40, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's very, very, you're like on a kind of like a, a wall of honor per se. Like there's been a lot of great people that have probably uh, come across this show over those 37 years. So that's, that's oh, really yeah. cool. And Let, a lot of them. Let's re- yeah, absolutely. Let's rewind to your start in theater. Uh, always something that, you know, you were all about. I did see something as a kid, you were like on some TV show talking about all your boyfriends or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious that was so funny wait i have to assume you were performing in some way because you were on this show just acting as uh you were right at home in front of that camera and microphone tell us about that moment first let's tell us about that moment first okay um so it was a show called kids say the funniest things um and it was presented by um Michael Barrymore, a a British um, TV presenter. And I was six and I I was, 
I was always getting told off for chatting. I was a very chatty kid, um, charismatic. And I was performing before that. So my dad, um, so I'm half Filipino and half Filipino Chinese and half Irish. My dad was from the Philippines and he had a Filipino cultural group, which I used to dance in. And that's how I started dancing and getting on stage and performing and realizing that I liked doing that. So I think from there, that's what built me up to then end up on this show at six years old. Um, talking about all of my apparently all of my boyfriends that I had which I don't remember <laughs> having multiple boyfriends at the age of six um yeah. but apparently I I did <laughs> okay so when did you have like a couple of your first uh performance like you you were with your father's uh cultural group you're saying what else like kind of paved the way for you to really continue this path did you have a choice did it just feel ingrained in you like I'm this is who I am yeah it definitely was something that uh has been ingrained in me um I feel like I've always wanted to do it I I always watched shows I love music I love dancing um I love to make telling stories so I think it was always something that uh was in me um, and I was so lucky to have amazing parents that encouraged that as well. Um, and the first time I was on stage, I was two and a half. <laughs> and um, it, I, I also went to Filipino cultural dance group in London and we did an amateur production of The King and I. And um, I just loved the singing and the dancing and the costumes. Oh, I wanted to be Miss Anna so badly. Um, and yeah, and I think that's sort of where the bug sort of yeah. set in. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was me set for life then. All I wanted to do was perform. Uh, yeah. Right. And now fast forward, you're in an iconic show like Les Mis. And in 2022, you were just at the Olivier Awards with your cast in Anything Goes. Um, yeah. Was it your first time? excuse my ignorance, was it your first time in attendance for the Olivier's? Was that, was that your first time or you had been before to the awards? Um, we had been, I had been before uh, with um, Miss Saigon, which was my first West End uh, show that I've ever done, that I ever did. Um, and we performed there um, because John John Briones was nominated for an Olivier and uh, yeah. So that was really fun and very, very special. But it is equally as special to go on earlier this year um, with Anything Goes because it's such a, it was a show that was the first show I went into after the pandemic. So that show will always have a really special place in my heart because it started the ball rolling again to something that I thought I would have to say goodbye to, not knowing what was going to happen with theatre here in the UK. Um, and well, theatre all over the world. So um, yeah, I was very, very grateful for that job. And so it was a, such a lovely celebration to be able to go on to the Olivier's and perform. What's it like performing um, in the Olivier at the Olivier's? Because for the Tonys, I know that the cast they get ready in their theater dressing room, like their actual dressing room. Then they bus them to the theater where the Tonys are being presented. They get off, 
they quickly get ready and do their performance. Then they get back on the bus and go back to the theater to change. Is that similar? Or how does it work performing at the Olivier's? Well, because we didn't have a show uh, the day of the Olivier's, we actually got to mm. get changed and um, prepare at the Royal Albert Hall where it was being held. Um, where mm. other shows who did have performances that day had to go from like straight from the performance into their performance at the Olivier's. So we were really lucky. Um, it was more after our performance, we had to quickly get changed and then back on to the bus, back to Bristol where we had a performance the next day um, mm. or anything goes. So that was a bit more of a rush, but the beginning was nice. Like the, before going on stage, we got to actually prepare and hang out and watch other performance performances of shows mm. um so it was a it was a lovely day beautiful day mm. okay yeah but here broadway there are no shows it's just simply that i don't know if there's not enough room for them all or whatever but oh, no matter no matter yeah no matter what they're at their home theater getting ready for their tony performance oh, and my. then they bust that i know i'm telling they bust them to the, the to um uh, the theater where the Tonys are being held, they do their performance and then they bust them back just because that's just the way they do it. So yeah. I wanted to ask you if it was different. So it seems like it is that you actually get to get ready at the theater where you're performing for the Olivier's and not. Can't, you can't really predict London traffic. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think they wouldn't want to take the risk that we'd all be stuck in, in traffic. <laughs> trying to get from right, one right, right. to the other um but right. i'm sure it's the same in new york that the traffic is wild um and there's yeah i don't know they make yeah they make it work somehow um so you had mentioned that your west end debut was miss saigon yes yes okay so you make your west end debut in miss saigon you uh have stayed consistent in your career there's the pandemic how through the ups and downs and the, the, the journey of your career, what are some practices for our listeners, um, young or old, that are trying to ride the wave of the peaks and valleys of a career in theater? What are some of your da daily or weekly practices, habits, rituals, whatever, that have kept you grounded no matter if you have the show, you don't have the show? Um, yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about that for you. Um, I think w one of the m biggest lessons I've learned um, over the years is find another hobby, because when you pursue a career in what was your hobby, it then becomes your everyday work life. And it's a lot of pressure and there's a lot riding on it. So you need to find another outlet that gave you the release and the expression that you were able to find in either dancing and acting um, in something else that has nothing, that's not related to what is now your career, um, which mm. took me quite a while to find. And that could be anything, whether that's arts and crafts or uh, whether that is fitness or um, an extreme sport of some sort. Um, but to find something else that you equally love, um, but doesn't have the same pressure as 
like this is your job and this is your yeah. bread and butter and you know you really really need to succeed in it um I think that helps yeah. take the pressure a little I think taking time to see family and friends they keep you grounded um and surround yourself with really like-minded kind people um because I think they'll be the ones to remind you that although what you are um attempting to do or what you're you're striving to do in this career is important it's not your whole life you have friends you have family who love you regardless um because I think sometimes it can become our identity it is we live and breathe it and exact that's exactly what you should be doing because you love it and that is uh, amazing but you can kind of forget yourself a little bit and you need people around you to keep you grounded and, and bring you back and say we love you regardless yeah. whether you're on stage or whether you're an actress right now you know you need those people around you uh so I think that's my yeah. main two I think that have helped me through tough times in this industry because it is tough it's it's amazing but it's also really tough but you can only go through those tough times to really appreciate what you've achieved later on and when you do get that job when you do get on stage when you do have that moment of oh my god I'm here you remember like how tough it was and it makes it even more important and that feeling yeah or deep and and real yeah without the trials there is no triumph uh for sure and i my favorite i love saying, what you're saying oh go on is your favorite saying what or my what favorite is saying is no rain no flowers so there, yeah. to be able to grow you need the rain and yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So what are some of your um, balancing parts of your life that even out the theater part? You mentioned extreme sports. Do you skydive? Um, do you cliff dive? What, what do you? <laughs> oh, no. Are you no. jumping you're not you're not jumping out of planes uh on your off day that would definitely be against uh, contract. <laughs> <laughs> okay so no. what is it for you that keeps you grounded um i really got into bouldering so i've only done it indoors because that's where it's the safest 
Um, but yeah, rock climbing, bouldering, um, I love doing. It's the puzzle solving and the pressure of not falling off. I think those two mm. things combined um, lets me escape from other things that might bother me in my life. Um, so I found that's a really good way of, again, staying fit as well, but mentally and physically fit. Yeah, I've only done it a few times, but the you have no option but to be fully uh, aware and committed to like what you're doing. There is yeah. no time to kind of let your mind wander. You, you're you're hanging up there and you have one objective to get to the next and the next, and you know? So yeah. I do like that you, you, you get lost in it in a way, for sure. You do. And it is, you know, you have to take each hold step by step. You know, you do want to get to the top, but you have to concentrate on the steps before that. And I think that also as a philosophy is a really nice right. thing to practice. Um, because, yeah, it is the end goal, but you also have to be present and and be happy with the steps that you take to get there. Yeah. Yeah. What a metaphor in itself, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's sh let's shake it up. We're going to have a little bit of fun here. We're going to put you on the uh, BFTS uh, hot seat. So oh. don't be nervous. We're just, we're just going <laughs> to we're going to we're going to laugh a little bit. We're going to laugh. Okay. A little bit. OK. All right. So you you walk into a room and the TV's on and a movie's playing on the TV that you've seen hundreds of times. But no matter how many times okay. you see this movie, you have to stop and watch it. What is this movie? Mulan. Okay. Easy. Amazing. Yeah. Good, good start. <laughs> you are uh, commuting to the theater or running errands or wherever, and you just, you're kind of dragging and you need to pick me up. What song is your go-to song to like get you feeling good? Um, oh God, that's hard. Um, Misery Business by Paramore. Okay, amazing. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you're reincarnated uh, on this earth as an animal. Which animal are you gonna be and why? Okay, I absolutely love pandas. Um, so, but I'm very feline-like, but I will have to say pandas. They have the best life. They're just very chilled, you know? Yeah, okay. eat and sleep. You, <laughs> you, ha you have your list of superheroes that are known on in movies or comics or whatever. Which superhero are you gonna be and why? Okay, Iron Man. Um, okay. Tell me. Because he wasn't born strong. Um, he uses what's around him to create a superhero. Um, it's his intelligence, mm. his resourcefulness. Um, and I quite like that about, about uh, Iron Man. Stuff. Cool. You have a time machine okay. and you, you can go to any place at any time in history or the future Ooh. where... Where are you going to go? Oh, God. Um, oh, God, that's really hard. Uh, I would love to be in London in the 1980s, I think, uh, because I love music, the fashion, the rebellion at 
rebelliousness um, of that era. Um, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, theater, theater question. You, maybe you've already played it, but a role that's like a, a dream role or a role you'd love to play or, uh, that maybe you typically wouldn't play even. Whatever role, you, it's infinite possibilities. What role would you want to want to play? Um, oh, okay. I, oh, gosh, that's so, that's so hard. Um, maybe, maybe top three if, you, if you're trying to select a, a couple. Okay, top three. I'd love to play Mary Poppins. Um, that's like a childhood dream. Uh, Fontaine has is up there. Um, I, okay. I, yeah, I get to go on for her. Um, oh gosh, I would love I, I would love to play a role that is kind of is new and different. Um, Got it. Yeah, so some new writing to be able to make a character my own um, and tell their story. I think, yeah. That counts. Cool. <laughs> that was amazing. Congratulations! You're off the hot seat. Ooh. You nailed it. Good job. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Let's let's get into the new works. Um, do you dabble in anything? in the theater scene that's not performance-based writing directing design do do you have any interest in any of that as um, well i would i would love to i would love to definitely maybe direct a couple of things i have a lot of ideas um but i also really love the costume and wig side of theater as well um mm -hmm. and i'm currently learning how to make and not and style wigs um, so that is also another interest, um, in theater that I, I love, but yeah, I think I, I'm not currently, uh, involved in any directing or, or staging, but that's definitely something that I'd be in, interested in. Um, yeah. Nice on, on the, the wig side of things and the costumes, very cool that you're starting to learn that stuff. We had talked about it before the recording that during the pandemic, you yourself were doing interviews. You were on the other side of the microphone here, and you were the one conducting some uh, interviews with professionals within the theater that weren't performers, but on the offstage side of things. Tell us a little bit about that or maybe uh, some cool things you learned or just, yeah, that experience. Yeah, yeah I, um, during the pandemic, I really wanted to put the spotlight on the army that it takes to put on a show. Um, actors are just the tip of the iceberg that you see on stage. There's so much more, so much more magic happens um, backstage. And um, so I spoke to set designers, wig makers, um, wig designers, costume designers, lighting designers, um, because they have all trained at their craft and um, are incredible creatives um, in their own right. Um, and I just wanted to show people that there are other careers other than what they see on stage um, in theatre and that it's such a, a wonderful industry that provides so many different skills and uh, so many different jobs for people. Um, so, yeah, that's why I kind of that's why I wanted to do the the interviews. And I, I've made friends along the way who are so kind to take time out and 
talks to me on Instagram about uh, their amazing careers and all different ages as well. Um, and you learn so much just talking to people. And I, 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 you must get this as well, just learning about how people start out and what avenues there are and how their minds work. And um, I think that's amazing. And everyone is very different in every single department. Um, so yeah, it was an honor to interview people and talk to them about what they love and how they got into it. Yeah, I first got into podcasts a lot. There's a, an entrepreneur uh, podcast called How I Built This from NPR. Um, the host is Guy Raz. And just, it was cool to see all of these famous uh, founders of these brands that we all knew so well, but we didn't really know the people behind it um, and their stories. And that's really where this podcast for Built for the Stage started was that I started training these Broadway performers and getting to know them. And I'm like, wow, like all we get to see is you up on stage as like some other person. We don't really get the chance to really get your story. Um, so that's where this started. Instagram live story for you uh, or not story question. How okay. annoying is, is this is the hookup? for the Instagram live when you're waiting for your guests to come on. Like, oh, isn't it the worst? It's just the worst. It is. It is. And I, I, <laughs> I, I hadn't really spoken outside of acting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not usually great when I don't have a script um, and playing a, a role. Um, Cause I think I'm quite like naturally a bit of a, awkward quirky person <laughs> um so <laughs> to talk as myself was quite um strange but and yeah, yeah. W waiting for guests to come on uh is the most awkward thing I think I I've ever done yeah I'm like come on Instagram figure this out like uh, you, you, you have some of the best technicians in in the whole world like you can't figure this yeah. out come on yeah exactly all right. Last question for you. I really appreciate your time. Um, someone that you've come across in your life, a mentor in theater or not, or an experience, what's just something that you take with you in any show or any part of your life? You had mentioned like without the rain, there are no flowers. Uh, just something like that, that we can leave the listeners with because um, this is, a podcast for hopefully a lot of inspiration. So what have you picked up along, along your journey so far? I think whatever you do, um, whatever job you do, whether that's in theater or not, always be kind to the people around you. Um, you never know what anyone's going through and you never know when you're going to meet them again. And, um, and you might need their kindness. Um, and I think always put 110 percent into it uh if you there's no you have to be in it to win it and I think if your heart's not in in it for this especially to go on stage um then it'll be even more difficult you have to put your whole heart into it um otherwise people people can tell and um it's one of those industries that you are like we are very fortunate that we are allowed to put a full in our hearts and our souls into what we do not every job 
is like that. So you have to take every opportunity and put 110% of you in it. Yeah, I love that. It's a very special honor to be on stage, to perform, to to play. Yeah. If you want to have that special opportunity, you have to put forth special yeah. effort. And that's something definitely to hold tight to. Also, if you um, stay true to yourself, um, which is also another thing, like be authentic, true to yourself um, and stay grounded. Yeah. Natalie, thanks so much for your time. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. It was lovely. All right. Uh, have a great Thank day. You. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Natalie Chua. Make sure you give Natalie a follow on Instagram at Natalie underscore Chua one. That'll be in the description of this episode. Um, yeah. Right now, she's uh, in the ensemble of Les Mis, also understudying Fontaine, living the dream. A dream. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. She also said something about like she was like uh, on a cloud and I was going to do a punny reference to Castle on a Cloud, but I didn't want to be too cheesy. So I'll just do it alone. Even though she's backstage right now, she can hear me saying this and I can see her laughing. But um, yeah. Anyways, I'll stop rambling. Joe Roscoe here from Bill for the Stage. If you want to try that free trial, go to BillForTheStage.com. Be greatly appreciated if you spread the good word and follow us on the gram at Bill for the Stage. All right, actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.